0: what's up everybody it's thursday march 26th and we are in what week three maybe of the coronavirus um we're about to be shut down here in north carolina and western salem at least you know we'll be Going into a stay-at-home order on Friday at 5 p.m. But that ain't stopping shit. That's not stopping no show. Uh, one virus ain't going to stop a show. One monkey not going to stop a show. None of that goofy shit. So we still going to be positive as hell. We're going to do what we have to do and what we want to do and what we need to do. In light of everything that's going on around us. Um, Man. It's been an eventful week It's been an eventful twenty twenty I hope everybody's out there everybody that's out there is doing good um I hope your mental is all right. I hope that this work week is going well for you uh speaking on work of the work week, you know I want to send my sincerest condolences to the people who are losing jobs, whether it be they're being laid off for the time being whether it be them uh, having the hours cut for the time being, or whether them getting flat out fired. You know, this virus is affecting everybody in different ways, but as people, as a country, as a community, we all need to come together. Uh, We all need to have each other's back, have compassion. Um, You know, if you know one of your friends, your brothers or sisters are in need, or you know you just want to be a blessing to somebody do that if you know that they're out of work and you can spare a little change do that uh if not just pray you know and send some encouraging words if you know what people can go get relief financially um financial assistance financial help in any way don't hoard that information give it to them so they can get um the help that they need you know I uh, hopefully I hope and I pray that the government bails out the people and not just the businesses but we'll talk about that a little later on. So last Friday we recorded our 32nd episode and it was called America Shut Down. The interesting thing about that episode is That it was probably my hardest episode to get through because it was recorded. And that right there was an experience in itself. I was so nervous. I think you guys can see it. I've put the video up, it's 45 minutes. It's on my Facebook page, it's on my YouTube channel. Y'all like, subscribe to the podcast like subscribe share for the youtube share the podcast as well but man i was nervous uh i started perspiring a little bit <laughs> i might i may have been overdressed um but i think a lot of that was nerves but you know i want to thank everyone who has supported me thus far uh we're still growing we're about to be at a 1,000 plays soon. Uh, that's a good look. We're going to continue to grow. Tell a friend about a friend. Well, tell a friend about a friend. Tell a friend of a friend. I'm tired. It's been a long day, a long month, a long week. But, you know, get get the word out there for the Anything Goes podcast. Um, I'm humble tremendously just by the response that I'm getting from the visuals and just from the podcast that we do on a weekly basis. So, you know, I'm not going to stop. I don't want y'all to stop. Keep supporting, keep sharing. Let's get to the top of the mountain. And even if we don't get to Hollywood, I'm giving you guys a relief and I'm giving myself a relief. The 45 minutes to an hour that I'm here every week talking to y'all is therapy for me. And I hope that it's therapeutic as well for you. So, shout out to my homie, Dwayne Chandler, Pittsburgh is what I call him. I still call him that. I met him my senior year at Parkland. He moved down here. We've been cool. Uh, You know, we lost touch. We relinked. I'm doing my podcast. He's filming. And his visuals are amazing. Hit him up, DeWayne Chandler, on Facebook. Um, I'll get the rest of his social media down packed. I got a plug, my boy. Sorry about that, you know, but we're going to get you right. Um, Speaking of getting right, y'all already know who to go to. When you're feeling like you're overweight, you're sluggish, you don't have any energy, you're wondering why. Man, go on Facebook. Go to Reginald Glenn, type that in, Glenn with two N's, um, or RG RGFitness34 on Instagram. Holler at my brother Reggie. Tell him that Streets sent you. Be like, your brother Streets from the Anything Goes podcast sent me your way. He said you'll get me right. He'll, he told me that you'll get my, my body straight. I'll drop inches. He told me that you're going to drop jewels on me, that you'll give me something for my soul. And he might give you a discount. I'm bullshitting. He's not. It's probably not gonna work, but you will enjoy yourself. You'll walk out of there hurting, <laughs> but you'll feel motivated and you'll keep going back. I've I've never heard anyone say they don't enjoy working out with my brother at Trifecta Fitness and RG Fitness. It's his brand. So y'all holla at him. You know, get that workout out and and feel good about yourself. And when you are doing nothing, I mean, have nothing to do. Cause that's what we're about to experience for the next couple of weeks. Or when we bounce back from this quarantine, when um you know it's time to turn up or you having an event or a party, I need y'all to hit up my girl B Fancy Cocktails. Uh B Fancy is B, F-A-N-C-I, Cocktails. She's on Facebook. Let her know I sent you. Uh, she has reasonable prices, and she does mobile bartending and specialty cocktails. She adds a twist to drinks. They're great. They were. She was featured in the episode from last week. I took a sip from it. I'm telling you, she'll make your drink feel amazing. Like the drink will feel amazing going going down. So. Holler at her for any event that you have, uh tell I sent you, you're not gonna get nothing off from that either, but you know, support your black businesses and your local businesses. So, you know, we gotta start with the coronavirus, man. It seems like that's the leading topic everywhere that we turn uh as of now, as of today, before I um started recording. We get a report that there have been a 1,000 deaths in the United States. The United States is leading the way with the coronavirus. Uh, this is bad. This is worse than I expected. Um, I don't want to scare people. I just want people to open their understanding. Seriously. I'm hard-headed. You know, I want to be outside. I want to rip and run and come and go as I please. And I probably still will do that. But the best thing to do sometimes is to adhere to warnings, adhere to um, potential threats. Uh, You know, you have to take things serious. And I don't think people are taking this virus as serious as they should. It's spreading at such a rapid rate that we don't know how many people are actually going to die from this pandemic. Um, There's no way that we can even gauge how this is being spread. Common knowledge tells me that it's being spread through the air. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but sometime last week I was outside. I looked up in the sky and I saw the lines going through the skies from the jets. And all I could think was chemtrails. And um, I saw those twice that day. It gives you cause to pause. You know, I don't want to hit y'all with conspiracy theories, but I want you to be safe. So I'm telling you that I think this is airborne. And when things are airborne, there's really nothing that you can do to protect yourself from it. Everybody's body is going to respond differently. I could be carrying this virus right now, don't know it. And it could just run its course, you know I may i I could possibly get sick and have to go on another antibiotic that kills this shit, and I never even knew that I had it um and then some people can get this virus, and they get very sick, but they end up bau- bouncing back. Some people are going to get this virus, they're not gonna show any symptoms, and they're going to pass. Or they're going to get this virus and they're going to have the symptoms and they're going to pass. This is scary. It's scarier than I even thought. With this virus comes, it's like a, a domino effect. Because the economy is going to suffer tremendously from this virus. million people have applied for unemployment. There's no work. People are being told to stay home. People are being told, hey, don't come here because, you know, we don't want anyone to get sick on our clock or in our building because they don't want to be sick. The higher ups. You know, of course, they don't want to get sick. They want to be Teflon. Uh, We'll pay you to be home. But every job's not like that. Some of these jobs are laying off and they're just like apply for unemployment. But with so many people applying, how many people will actually get the help? And will they get it in a timely manner? Those are all things to think about. The government steps in uh, sending out stimulus packages. I hope they do that. I'm looking at the Democrats, you know, and I haven't had time to go through um, what these policies would be or how they would handle distributing the stimulus packages or what it would mean after the coronavirus is gone and the economy starts to recover, will people have to pay this money back? Will taxes increase? I don't know any of that. But I'm looking at the Democrats and I'm saying, hey, people are going to need relief and y'all should definitely push this through to give people funds. Sometimes it's okay to be cautious, but sometimes we have to just do what we feel is right for the moment. And deal with the long term effects later on because money is definitely an illusion that we can circumvent. You know, if you want something to go away or not be as harsh as far as a repercussion, then we have the power to do that. That's how powerful the United States government is. They're so powerful that they control us. They control our lives. We have no control. Trust me. These people want to snap their fingers and make all debt go away. And everybody is middle to upper class that can do it. So don't think that we should. We will just be in dire needs and it's because of the virus. No, if we're in dire needs, it's because of this, this greedy-ass company. I mean, country who's ran by greedy-ass companies. And that's me just giving you my take. So, Democrats, we need y'all to kind of get on board and get on tap and, you know, give people some relief. Uh, if there's things in this policy or in this effort that you don't like, that's one thing. Explain it to us and try to come to a mutual understanding. We don't need a party division right now. We we don't need that. We need everybody to be together and be on the same accord, be on the same page. I don't fuck with that orange dude at all. But I know that some of these billing agencies and these mortgage companies don't wanna hear that you've been laid off or that you don't have the money. So this virus is affecting us in more ways than one, on more uh, different playing fields. So we definitely have to keep our eyes open and keep our hearts open and watch as this economy falls. And it'll only fall if the government doesn't step in. And I'm about to give you guys an unpopular opinion. As I take a sip of my Lucky Duck rosé wine. It's been a long week, y'all. Gotta take a sip. Um. And I, because this right here is not popular. I've always believed in this stance. I, I used to talk about this in... Economics in high school and in college, uh, this is partially a reason that I am not party-affiliated. I believe in trickle-down economics. And I'm going to give you guys a rundown course of this. Uh, trickle-down economics is when the government bails out businesses, companies, organizations by giving them money. This is kind of what Bush was doing during the housing crisis, the recession, whatever you want to call it. This is something that he had. He had the idea. He just went about it wrong. You give businesses a stimulus package. But this is how I would do it. I would say, look, we're going to give you X amount of money, X amount of dollars. You can't fire anyone. For the companies who aren't hiring new employees or bringing back old employees, you guys can't fire anyone, but you're not going to get as much money as these other companies. Hell, you might not get any. But for these other companies who are taking our money, we need you to hire the people who aren't working, the people who you know who got fired and laid off. Hire them. This is how. You get this money. You put it to work. You put it to work by putting people to work. So I'm going to give you this money. You can't fire people, you can only hire. And you pay them a good wage. This is how you make trickle down economics work you hold the companies accountable. You let them know, hey, you know, we're going to ride your backs to making the economy flourish again, to get us out of this recession. Whatever we may go through, whatever you want to call it, we're going to put all our ducks in your hat. This is what we're going to do. We're going to have the belief that our capitalistic society can bounce back through you having morals and ethics in business which they don't have, but they're they're showing us that they're capable of having them now, but they don't have them any other time that's fucking amazing but this is how you start getting the economy to stabilize you trust trust the businesses the government can take power away from. Businesses if they want to. You didn't know that, but they can. Even though I told y'all that businesses run the country, they do. They don't control the dollar the government does. We're printing money every day. So. Put the onus on businesses to hire. We give them a stimulus package. And we make sure that they're going about things the right way. Fair and equal business practices across the board. Putting Americans back to work. Investing in the people. Also, if people have an established small business and they were affected, give them a stimulus package as well to get back on their feet. Because small businesses will put people to work as well as the major corporations. So not only are you nationally putting people back to work with these big, huge corporations, you're stabilizing the local economy. That's something to think about. I know it's not popular it's pretty much a Republican point of view, but I believe that it can work. So let's hope and pray that this virus passes. Um, you know, my son is out of school until May 15th. My son's birthday is April 1st, and he'll be turning 13. I have a teenager now. This, I mean, this is crazy as hell, and he really won't be able to do anything. I never thought I would see a time like this in my life. But it's here and we have to adapt. And you're either gonna be rogue or you're gonna play by the rules. I'm gonna do both. I'm gonna push the line, but don't be me. I don't give a fuck, honestly. So, unless you don't, unless you have that mentality, play by the rules. Moving on, because that shit is depressing. We have to talk about vice and what they're doing with this Dark Side of the Ring series they have. Man, season one was amazing. You had the story of Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, the Montreal Screwjob, the Death of Bruiser Brody, the Von Eric Curse, the story of Gino Hernandez. I watched all of them. You know, I had a part-time job when season one dropped And I used to just vibe out on YouTube and watch these. Well, season two started on Tuesday, the 24th. And it was a two-part... Well, it was a two-night event, two-night premiere. And it was talking about Chris Benoit. The murders of Chris Benoit... The suicide of Chris Benoit, but the murders of his son Daniel, who was seven at the time, and he will be 20 now. He will be 20. He was born in 2000. He will be 20 now. And his wife, Nancy Benoit, who is known in the wrestling business as Woman. And she was the manager for. Kevin Sullivan, who she married and divorced. Uh, her husband, Chris Benoit, and the nature boy, Rick Flair, you know, just to name a few. She was a part of the Horsemen. In that mid to late 90s run of the Four ho- Horsemen, she was right there front and center, her and Miss Elizabeth. Uh, wrestling lost two legends when Chris Benoit took her life and took his own. You have uh, people talking on this series that a lot of us wrestling fans, a lot of us know. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, Dean Malenko. His wife also spoke. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, the life, the life, the wife of the late great Eddie Guerrero. Uh, David Benoit, Chris Benoit's son. You had Nancy Benoit's sister. Speaking as well, this was, this was sad. This was sad when it happened. Chris Benoit Watson, to me, is one of the top five greatest wrestlers of all time. Uh, the series, the best of seven series that he had with Booker T and WCW um, is classic. You know, you can't. Tell the story of WCW in my opinion, especially in that late nineties run. Without bringing up that best of seven series, these two put each other over, and they put each other at the main event status that they deserved. Um, they both cemented themselves as all, all time great. So, um, when he died, I remember just being shocked. Uh, I didn't know what happened initially. Him and his entire family is gone all of a sudden, and this happened. Over the span of a few days, Nancy Benoit was killed on June 22nd, that Friday, that Saturday, they believe um, Daniel was killed. And then you have to think this man stayed in the house with two dead bodies over the span of two to three days. And he ended up killing himself on the last day. You know, I was telling uh, throughout the show how he was hitting the head with steel chairs. Chris Jericho explained, like, look, you know, we used to take these steel chair shots to the head. And I used to watch it. I used to see it. And I always wondered if the chairs were gimmicked. But you can't really gimmick steel. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever material that was, you can't really gimmick it. You know, when you're hitting somebody in the head, when a 200-plus-pound man is hitting another 200-plus-pound man in the head, with the chair, there's going to be damage done. If a 200-plus-pound muscle-bound man hit anyone with a steel chair in the head, damage is going to be done. Um, CTE started being discussed more before he passed and definitely after. Um, So seeing those chair shots that he was taking, the swan dive headbutt, which was one of his finishing maneuvers, Outside of the crippler crossface, you know, Harley Race told him, told Dynamite Kid, look, Dynamite, don't do this. It's going to mess up your spine. Dynamite did it. Um, Dynamite told Chris the same thing, but Chris did it anyway. People were using this move. Bam Bam Bigelow did it as well. And he was over 300 pounds jumping off the top rope doing a head, but just caused damage. When Chris Benoit died, he was uh forty, you know, in his forties, and he had the mind of an old man. That's how damaged his brain was once they actually ran tests. So you can imagine what he was going through. The the biggest, I think, what really took the cake for him was when Eddie Guerrero died. You know, when he passed away. Everyone talks about how Chris just really, you know, changed. He sunk into a depressive state. Once you look at it, he didn't really want to talk. It changed his relationship with Chris Jericho. Man, this was something to hear and to listen. You know, to listen to and to see when they talked about uh, his son David Benoit. Uh, he talked about how the wrestling business turned their back on him, how he was bullied, how people didn't reach out to him. I think he said the only people that really talked to him were Chris Jericho and Chavo Guerrero, which I'm glad he had them to talk to and to lean on. But, man, this was the biggest tragedy in wrestling history, what happened to Chris Benoit. So, you know, this is starting off season two on Vice, this episode premiered at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays. I think that's the format for the series. It'll be uh, Tuesdays, but I think the episodes from here on out will be starting at 10 p.m. Next up is New Jack. Uh, then you have Ornhart, Hart, the story of his death, I'm sure. I'm definitely going to tune in. Jimmy Snooker and how he got away with the murder. And The Brawl For All, which kind of exposed the wrestling business in the late 90s, if you remember that. So, you know, shout out to Vice for definitely bringing wrestling to the forefront. Like I said, go on YouTube, type in Vice. The Chris Van story is probably going to be number one. Um, Go back, watch him. He's one of the greatest wrestlers to ever do it. A mat technician uh, could put on a show. I love his matches in... WCW. That's why I really remember him. He won the WWE title in 2004, with a world heavyweight title in 04. He was due for it, but this dude, he was putting in work before the WWE and before WCW. He was in ECW, he was in New Japan. One of my favorite wrestlers. So go watch this. You know, even if you're not a wrestling fan, just go watch this documentary on Chris Benoit. would not be disappointed. And like I said, go back to season one. Definitely check out Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Men, this will show you and women, this will show you how men think. We get jealous of you guys when you're beautiful, when we know you're beautiful, when we think other people know that you're beautiful. We get jealous. We don't want anybody to touch you or be around you. But we start to mature. Macho Man and mature. (laughs) So that's Definitely a love story to look at. Bruiser Brody and how his death has pretty much been covered up. People know who did it. The man is is free. They never um found him guilty of murder. I don't even know if he went to trial. That's how fucked up it is. And then the Von Eric curse. Um, I was a Texas tornado fan. That's Kerry Von Erick. I thought that this dude had the look. He had everything that was needed to be the best wrestler in the world, but the majority of these men died. They, either killed, they killed themselves. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the pressure or what, but a lot of these men have died. Look at this documentary. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. It's very insightful. So shout out to Vice, man. Now, moving forward, as we continue on, my guy, the sheriff, the GOAT, Peyton Manning is in the news because he turned down the Monday Night Football gig and they said, hey man, we'll give you $20 million a year. And he said, no. You wonder why he said no. Um, Peyton Manning is perfection. He's a perfectionist. And I think he looked at this and said, you know, I don't want to put in the work that's required for this if I'm not 100% in. And then it's a guy that played the same position that's at CBS right now, who's probably going to go down as the greatest analyst of all time. And that's Tony Romo. Tony Romo is killing it. Peyton was the better player. Don't get me wrong, but Tony Romo is excelling right now. In this space. And I think Peyton looked at everything and said, you know what? I'm okay. (laughs) That's a big, very big role. That may be the role. That is the role. That's the biggest role when you are becoming an NFL analyst. If you get the Monday, Monday night football gig, you're the man. All eyes on you. You're the only game on that Monday. You own Monday nights. It's a big responsibility. I believe my guy can do it. My guy is the greatest of all time. My guy has the best sports skit from Saturday Night Live when they were in the locker room <laughs> And he was the coach was talking about peeing on himself and him and Keenan started dancing. And then when he was doing the United Way commercial with the little kids, I watched that a million times. My boy can do anything. But I think he looked at Tony and said, nah, I ain't even gonna put myself in that situation. Though all eyes will be on him, and I like I said, I think he would excel. This dude over here putting in work. Tony Romo bounced back quick, and look at him. What, the highest paid analyst, you know, football analyst on TV? Hell, they want him. They wanted him. Peyton would have did great, you know, two-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, the most MVPs in NFL history or tied with Joe Montana, one or the other. So I I know he would have did his thing, but I think he did he made the right decision. You know, this isn't the first time that they came to him wanting him to take this position. I think the, the first time they approached him, he was gonna be getting over a hundred million or a hundred million dollars for four years. That's twenty five mil a year. And he turned it down. So I don't think his heart is in it. You know, you watch him do his detail thing while, where he's breaking down film and quarterbacks, you know That his mind is there, but I think, you know, he's like, nah, I'll let Tony do that. Uh, Y'all need to call Pat McAfee. Seriously. He's the man. He's not a quarterback. He was a punter. Kickoff man. But I love listening to him talk. He's very animated. He knows what he's talking about, and I think he can get some good conversation out of people, so... We're going to get to Pat McAfee. I have a topic for you guys. We're going to talk about it. I have to get my uh, teenage son in the house. It's dark now, so he needs to be coming in. So I'm going to wrap it up real quick. But for my entrepreneurs and my people who are creative, who have this mind, this will, this mentality to win and succeed, stop asking and stop being afraid. I was having this conversation today. You know, I wanted to rap. I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to, you know what I'm saying, put out mixtapes. And I always got scared. I did songs. I have a few songs I've done. I was always afraid. You know, I never want, I put stuff on MySpace. This is when MySpace was popping. I put stuff on MySpace, didn't really push it, was afraid that I didn't sound well and all that. And then when you start looking back at hip-hop and the origins of it, and you look at Wu-Tang, they recorded their first album in the basement. You know, who's the clown? I was. You know, I always let people's thoughts affect me. And now I'm, you know, heavy on social media. I'm seeing my fellow entrepreneurs ask what people want. What do you want? What do y'all want? No, we just have to create. We have to create content and we have to put it out there. And if people don't rock with it, they don't. But they're not speaking for the millions of other people in the world. Well, billions of other people in the world and millions of other people in the country. Believe in yourself. Believe in your craft. Put it out there. Fuck who doesn't really rock with you. Your main concern is the people who do. Stop being afraid to put yourself on front street. Everybody not going to like what we're doing. That's cool. But don't ask them people to support you at all. You can't convert people. Sometimes you can, but don't waste your energy. Rock with the people who rock with you and get new fans who are unbiased. That's just what it is. People love content. If you have good content, they're going to rock with you. If you're providing a great and excellent service, they're going to rock with you. They're going to give you a chance. Don't disappoint them in that aspect. If you give them quality and consistency, your brand will grow. I'm small right now. It will grow. I'm going to figure it out trial and error, baby, and you can do the same thing, but never ask, don't put limitations on you, because you'll be doing what everybody wants you to do, nah, do what you want, if you like the idea, run with it. Don't trip about what nobody else says. It's okay to have a team around you and you defer and ask questions and ask, should we do this, should we do that? That's perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with that. But you, at the end of the day, you have the last say-so. You have the ultimate, you're the ultimate decision maker. Never leave it in the hands of the consumer or the customer because they don't always <clears throat> know what's right for you. You know what's right for you. They might want you to go left and you need to go right. You get what I'm saying? So keep that in mind. Stop asking and just start doing. It's perfectly fine to be like that. I guarantee you, you will sleep better at night when you're just doing what you want to do and not what other people want you to do. Create content, put it out. Everything isn't for everybody. You want your fan base to be diverse. Everybody's not going to agree with you, but if you're giving them consistency, if you're giving them quality, if that fool hit, if them topics hit, you cleaning their, their businesses or their houses, you know, whatever you're doing, if it's hitting, they're going to keep coming back. That's why you got to make that first shot, that, that first Go at it. You got to make it count. Real talk. Captivate people. Capture them. And just keep pumping out good quality material. We're going to be fine. I promise. Don't be afraid. Stop asking. Just start doing. And we're going to end on that note because I got to get this teenager of mine in the house. Y'all tell me what I'm supposed to do with teenagers because I really don't know. When I was a teenager, I was out here running wild. I was in the streets. I did everything under the sun. But I made sure my grades were good. I took my ass to college. I got my degree. I made something of myself. But I had praying parents. You get what I'm saying? I don't want my son to go down the same path I did. I did great. But I made some mistakes, and I did some boneheaded shit, and I could have been dead or in jail. I wasn't supposed to make it home some nights. Real spill, <laughs> so y'all tell me what I'm supposed to do. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. We gonna thug it. I have an open line of communication with that boy, so we talk about any and everything, stuff that he don't want to talk about, but I know that he need to hear. You know, so y'all definitely pray for me, and I'm praying for y'all with these teenagers. You know, sons and daughters. Look, parents with daughters, man, keep them close. I'm keeping my son close. We don't want to be no young-ass grandparents. Real talk. And before I sign off, man, special shout-out to my sister, Jessica. She turned 32 today. I love you. Turn up. I'm about to come slide through politics with you for a little bit. It's your day. Enjoy. Shout-out to everybody else. You know, Mamacita. Everybody, man, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Put your phone down if you need to. Ease your mind. You ain't got to explain nothing to nobody. Do what's good for you. For real. You don't have to talk to anyone. You can take time for yourself. Go for a walk. The weather's getting so much nicer out here. Go for a walk, ride a bike, walk a dog, talk to your friends, talk to your family. If something's bother you, bothering you, get it out. Don't let it fester. Put it out down on Front Street, okay? And if you need to talk to me, holler at me. I'll listen. If you don't want advice, tell me. I won't give it to you. I'll just listen to you. I always keep you a friend like that. So with that being said, I love y'all. Have a good weekend. I y'all going to see Trav out here? I'm not going to lie. street's going to be out here Saturday after 5. I'm out here. I love y'all. Y'all be safe. Bye.